This audio is brought to you by MuslimCentral.com. All right. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'll be the same as the Shaytan and the Jim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Ardwana illa ala al-Zalameen wal-Aqibatu lil-Muttaqeen. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barak al-Abdika wa Rasulika Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathira. I hope you all are doing well, inshaAllah. Uh, actually, in, uh, in about 30 minutes, I'm going to be recording our Dhul-Hijjah series, inshaAllah ta'ala. So, uh, I'm be heading over to the studio to start recording, so make dua for that, uh, that it goes well. I pray that it will be beneficial to everyone, bidnillahi ta'ala. And um, tomorrow night, inshallah, so as I said, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'll be doing a nightly reminder. On Tuesday nights, the next three Tuesdays, I'm going to be going through the life of Ibrahim, salam, the life of the Prophet Abraham, peace be upon him, uh, to give us some background, some historical context, sort of the uh, the way that the story plays out, inshallah. And hint, it will make you appreciate the Dhul-Hijjah series uh, that much more. Now, uh, right now, we're just developing um, some thoughts or just extrapolating some of the gems that come from Surah Ibrahim. But again, I'm really just touching on something that might be mentioned in brief and then take it to you know a very practical lesson in our lives. So this isn't meant to really be a tafsir lesson as much as just uh, a way for us to reflect on some of the concepts that we can derive from this. After Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions to us that he is Al-Aziz Al-Hamid, he is the Almighty and the innately praiseworthy, uh, the very next verse is, uh, Typically, you're used to because it's Allah and then it'll describe uh, you know, some of the attributes, the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Here, it is a continuation of Al-Aziz, Al-Hamid, Allah, right? So it's a continuation of the previous verse. And it describes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah lahu ma samawati wa ma ard It is Allah to whom belongs all that is in the heavens and all that is in the earth. And woe to those who reject the truth from a severe chastisement. Now, uh, because it's a direct connection to Al-Aziz, Al-Hamid, what it refers to is the fact that as we said that Allah is innately praiseworthy and that he is praiseworthy whether you praise him or not, or he is almighty, uh, he does not derive his strength or his power from anyone else. Here, to say that the heavens and the earth belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Allah is al-ghani. Allah is completely independent, meaning the heavens and the earth belong to Allah in the first place. And there's something to be said about this. You know, in, in the modern world, there's a lot of discussion about who God should be. And so first it makes the divine abstract, unknown, and then we assign using our limited comprehension, uh, using our uh, false understandings of the world, we assign dimensions to the creator, to what the divine should be like. We assign all sorts of attributes to the divine uh, as we should understand it, Right. Uh, God should do this and God should do that. So it, it's really it's really an interesting projection that we see on our own. But the fact of the matter is that Allah is who he is as he described himself to us. Uh, we don't get to project upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala anything. We know Allah by how he described himself. And we connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by supplicating to him, by making dua to him, using the names and the attributes that he gave to us with the rules that he gave to us. And what, what comes from this, or one of the implications of this, is that Allah 
does not wrong, though he could wrong, right? In the sense that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no one could check Allah's power. No one could say to Allah that you have to be like this or you should be like this. But the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most merciful, the Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, he has given himself those names and those attributes. No one else gives them to him. It's very beautiful and very powerful. And that's why when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us not to wrong in the hadith Qudsi, Ya ibadi, O my servants, inni haramtu dhulma ala nafsi. I made dhulm haram for me. I made it forbidden for me. Waj'altuhu baynakum muharrama. And then I made it forbidden between you, right? So do not wrong one another. And the idea here is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, look, some people that oppress or that transgress, they do so out of a false sense of power. Allah has all power and he does not wrong anyone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not dhalam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not wrong anyone, not even the, the worst enemy of God. Allah will not wrong that person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will only deal with that person with perfect justice. So what's the lesson for us? Okay, It is much easier to ascribe to noble ideals when you're in a position of weakness, to say that if I was on the other side, I would act with this. It's a lot harder when you're in a position where human beings, other human beings can't check you. And that's where a person loses their way sometimes. Okay, they lose their way sometimes. They lose those noble qualities and those noble ideals sometimes when they're in a position of power. Something changes, okay? And this is not the way that the believer behaves. We find, you know, uh, a very powerful uh, statement from Abdurrahman ibn Awf radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He says, He said, we were tested with hardship and we were patient. Then we were tested with ease and we did not find ourselves patient. Now, obviously, Abdurrahman ibn Awf is one of the 10 promised paradise, a generous man, a great companion who sets the example. But these people held themselves to a higher standard. So when he says this, what he's saying is a sabr ala shahawat is harder sometimes than sabr ala al To be patient with desires, to control yourself when you have power is sometimes harder than controlling yourself when you are being persecuted or when you're in a place of poverty and hardship. You have access and you still recognize your place even when you're in that, in that space, when you're in that state, in that moment where you have power. And that's where you choose to forgive. That's where you choose to pardon. That's where you choose to show grace. That's where you choose patience. That's where your most beautiful qualities shine, right? Not that you're afraid of anyone else checking you if you don't show no, noble qualities, but those noble qualities actually being of you, of you, and things that you manifest for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even when you're in a place of power, even when you're in a place of privilege, even when there is no other human being to check you. And so that's just the lesson that I wanted to share tonight. It's a very small lesson, but it is, but it is a really important one. You know, uh, the power to forgive when you're in a place to forgive. The power to show grace when you're in a place to show grace. The power to be just when you're in a place where if you wronged, you would get away with it in this life. The power to overcome your desires when you have access to those desires. And there's no dunyawi, no worldly barrier between you and those desires. It's, it's, it's a beautiful expression of faith and a beautiful way of, of clinging to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And uh, it, it allows you to demonstrate a level of character and faith that you would not be able to do so or that you would not be able to demonstrate in a place of hardship. So both in hardship and ease, there are ways to cling back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to show our best selves and to show that we're living up to the potential of those human qualities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in us that bring us closer to the qualities of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who, de- who demonstrates the epitome of human potential. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to, uh, to, to be patient, to be, uh, to be noble, whether we are in hardship or we are in ease, to always cling back to him and to be humbled by knowing that anything that we have in this life, anything that we have of goodness is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the source of all good. Allahumma ameen. Jazakumullah khayran. So tomorrow night again, inshallah, I'll see you for the uh, first session of the life of Ibrahim alayhi salam. And then Wednesday, we'll get back to our uh, short reminders, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.